champion willing to go to his turf in Atlantic City. I'm going to step on him. I'm going to crush him. Y'all can mark my words in this. everybody welcome to another episode of the jmb boxing podcast here in the cult of ramble ranch in the chin check studios Miro's whiskey jay we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight another postponement is whittier fight club gonna air and many other boxing news boxing topic boxing everything but i'm not the only one that does it here folks i got my co-host ready to go he's looking up the news the one and only beery in the motherfucking house beery Hello, everybody. What's going on, man? Well, yeah, good, good. Just uh, disappointed with today's news. Uh, unexpected? Yeah, kind of, kind of unexpected, yeah. The crazy, yeah. crazy thing was that I was telling the story to my wife about this fight that you know I've wanted to watch for the last year, two years, maybe? Yeah. A and year, I told her, you know, everything seems good. You know, we're like, you know, we're hours away from this fight from happening. And then, you know, I get home. You know, and I get the news that the fight's canceled. I'm, is that the first thing we should get into? I would say so, right? Oh, well, breaking or, uh, news. Breaking already, news. <laughs> it's not even breaking news anymore. <laughs> not really. It's not even breaking news. It's just, it's just a uh, fucking Virgil Ortiz versus uh, Stan Yonis is canceled. Yeah. Canceled. Uh, Virgil Ortiz suffered a, a collapse. He collapsed. Uh, he collapsed, yeah. I don't know if it was heat exhaustion or whatever. He was rushed to a hospital. Um, the uh, the Texas Commission is putting him on a 60-day watch. Fuck. So that means he's not eligible to fight this weekend. So it's postponed. Um, the, co-main, the co-main events uh, are moving up. Mm-hmm. Um, B-Ray heard it was supposed to be Joseph Joe Dodiaz. I'm, and I think I confirmed now, to you. yeah. That it was changed now to the co-main event. The well, the third. I think it was like the opening. It was, it was like a headliner. Yeah, you know. So he got bumped up. Joseph Diaz is still the co the co-main event, but the guy that basically this guy was just supposed to open for oh JoJo yeah. now being switched <laughs> to the main event. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just disappointed. I don't know what the, I was I, looking forward to it. I'm disappointed it's not happening. Yes. Uh, I'm more curious about what's going on here because. This fight's been postponed three, three, four times already. Right. Yep. It, it, it's, First it's, time was the Sanos' fault. He had an infection. There we go, right? All right. Or appendicitis. Something, or something like that. And then the second time was Virgil Ortiz because he had some issues. The other, the other last couple of times, yeah, exactly. It was all Virg. Ortiz. Um, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. Um, what's going on in the fucking camp? Is what it a fuck? weight cut? Is, <laughs> is there health issues that we're not made aware I, I of here? Know. At this stage of your career... It's becoming, um, I know a lot of fans are, are, like you said, disappointed because they're like, yo, I wanted to see it. Yeah, um, I wanted to see this I'm fight. disappointed that I'm not seeing it, but I'm also, like I said, I'm very curious to find out why. Because, you know, I'm not going to be here saying, oh, you should retire. First of all, yeah, you don't know what he you has. You don't know what the fuck. First of all, shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you don't know what he has. It could be a serious end issue. Just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Just shut the fuck up. 
you know, oh, you know, if he's not taking it serious, he shouldn't box. Shut the fuck up. Like, shut the, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Simple as that. Just shut up. I, 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 until the story comes out, yeah. until the Ortiz family is willing to tell us what's going on, just shut the fuck up. All you can say is what me and Beaver are saying, you're disappointed the fight's not happening. Yeah. That's it. And also, too, I mean, I don't know, like. Something needs to be checked. I mean, yeah, if it's uh, if it's if something with his health, yeah, that, that that needs to come first. If it's if it's weight issues, then you got to start looking into it because he moved out of 140 because he couldn't make 140. Yeah. He's only had like what three fights? I think three fights at 147. Yep. And if if that's the case, that he needs to move up, then you know that you got to start looking into it. But again, I'm not gonna come here and speculate. You know, theorize or hypothesize whatever the fuck into what's going on here. Yeah. All I know is that the fight's postponed. I'm very disappointed about it. Like you know, I'm trying to say here, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into assumptions here. Of course not. No. Simple yeah. as that. Um, I went on Instagram and we posted that you know, me and you were gonna deliberate on whether or not we were gonna put uh, with your fight club. This was supposed to be our Whittier Fight Club for the month of July because, you know, me and you're not going to do yeah, it for the month of uh, uh, the end of the month for um, Spence Crawford. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because we have a little thing going on. Yeah. I was, th- I, don't, I mean, a part of me would like to, I'm still going to watch the fight. I, I mean, yeah, like, of course. I, I'm still going to watch the fight from yeah. a boxing head. I got nothing to do. I'm going to watch boxing. There's MMA. I'm going to watch that too. I'm going to just be home watching combat sports. Yeah. All fucking day from mm-hmm. fucking morning until midnight. Yeah. Just combat sports, you know. But is it worth doing it with your fight club over? You know, the undercard is good. Yeah. It's not great. It's good. The only reason we were going to do it is because, you know, this was a great fight. Virgil Ortiz, Stanionis, two guys in their fuck in their prime almost. Like not even they're not in the prime, but they're at that moment where they're the hungriest they can be. Yeah, there we go. You got two of the toughest fighters in the division right now. I know one of them is the number four best welterweight in the world. Virgil Ortiz, number four ranked. Yeah. Stan Jones is right behind. He's like maybe the number five ranked best right. welterweight in the world. So you got the number four, the number five ranked heavy uh, welterweight. They're going to fight. And the winner here is literally at the front door to collect the belt. There we go. Co- when the dust settles between Spence and Crawford, yeah. Virgil Ortiz, and... Um, Ennis Boots, who fights this weekend, we we're supposed uh-huh. to be the guys. If Ennis, well, I mean, Ennis Boots is clearly he's going to win that fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good fight, I, but he's going to win. Virgil Ortiz was the only fight that I want to see because that had, on paper, was the most competitive fight this kid can be in yep. and the toughest fight on paper for him. And, and if he wins this fight and, and Ennis Boots wins this fight, then these clash. are the two guys that they won the clash and these are the guys that are going to run the Walter Ray division for the next two yep. years, three years. So that was kind of that fight. So you don't get to see that no more. I don't even think we're ever going to see that fight. Oh, no, no. I don't think so either. To, me, no. to me, this is like the Khabib versus Tony Ferguson fight. <laughs> that fight got made so many times. Yeah. It got postponed so many times. Right. That Dana said, fuck it. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> because you can't pull this again. If, let's say <clears throat> if they're going to they announce again, hey, all right, we rescheduled. Do you think anyone's going to fucking take this seriously? They're not. They're fucking no. not. <clears throat> so it's not going to happen. Are we going to do a Whittier Fight Club? I honestly, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it either. Uh, it's not really no disrespect to it. Joseph yeah. Joe Diaz. No disrespect. I know that a lot of people that uh, follow us follow him, and you know they repost his stuff, and I noticed they've been watching our stuff, and yeah, you know the this that I'm not gonna put the page out um, on blast, but this you can tell the page is a very has been very uh, eyeful what we're doing, and yeah, they're, yeah. They're, and I feel and I know they're very close to the Diaz camp, 
And we don't. I'm. I'm no. I have no shame where I come from. I'm from Monte. I'm in Monte. You're in yeah, Monte. Of course. Diaz in Monte. I'm still gonna support him, but it's not really worth uh, the time to put up the lights, put up the camera, set up the fucking feed. You know, it's it, it's not worth it. No, to me, it's not, it's not worth it for the for the magnitude of what we were gonna do. And at the end, it was just gonna be me and B Ray and possibly Escalante. And that was not even a for sure thing because Gabe, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, Gabe pulled yeah. out. Gabe didn't even pull out. Gabe told me he couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have even wasted Ramos' time doing the show. No, no. Nah, it was nah. not worth it. That even for the Stanionis fight, maybe I would have been. It wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Me and you were just going to do it. It was just going to be me and you, a bottle of whiskey, yeah. possibly an edible. And we were just going to watch two guys. <laughs> there was, uh, to be honest, I don't even think there was, there was going to be a point of scoring the fight. It was just going to be whoever. No. Like. I'll say I that agree. I don't. I don't think this fight's gonna. Lie. I don't think this fight's gonna get made. So I'll give you my prediction. I this is my prediction. My prediction: pain. Whoever <laughs> slows down first would have lost. I'll say. I'll <laughs> leave it there. I'll leave it there. But I was gonna tell you. There's no need for scoring. Let's just watch this fight. Yeah. This is gonna be an ep- that wasn't just. I was gonna be like how we do it here in the living room. We just watch. We the just fight. watch the fight. There's no yeah. scoring. No. There's no comp. There's we're just watching. Yeah. Moving <laughs> on. That that was gonna be with your fight club. That was gonna be with your fight club. Yeah. But that fight's gone. No disrespect to Joseph Diaz. No. I hope he wins. I'm going to support Me him too, on Saturday. Of course, man. I'm going to take pictures, take videos. I'm going to root for this guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry to say it was not worth, again, setting up the room here. No, not really. And I know people are going to look at it. Well, how long does it take you to set up a room? I'm not saying it takes hours, but b has seen me here mm-hmm. working behind the scenes to yeah. make sure that the sound quality is uh, decent, you know, the lighting, you know, setting up where the TV's at, mm-hmm. where the camera's at. It takes a little bit of work here. Yeah. b knows the work. I got to go into this. And so, you know, b you know, he's conscious enough and, you know, he even agreed. He, uh, you, you didn't even fight me on it. You just said, yeah, you know, I think we shouldn't. And that's and, and I didn't make the announcement because I wanted to talk about it on the show yeah, before we exactly. make the public announcement. Yep. That we're not doing, so we're under the agreement that no, no. It's just again, it's just not worth it. And again, no disrespect for the the people, the 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 men that are fighting that night and women, women, right? Oh, women fighting too. Okay, yeah, yeah. women are fighting as Marlene well. So, oh, that's right. There we go. Okay, my 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 bad. So yeah, for basically overall, no disrespect for the people that are boxing, there are fighting on Saturday. It's just not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth not it for the production this. that we're gonna do. And stuff like that. I'm still gonna go get my bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Or not even that. I might just make myself a little paloma. I don't know. <laughs> I'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't worth it. And so we're announcing it here, and as soon as this episode's over, we'll probably post it on the page. Mm-hmm. But there will be no Whittier Fight Club this weekend. No. Um, we will probably be back um, working on a couple dates. But I'll make this is probably a premature announcement. But I am working with another podcast yeah. to do it at a, mm. another podcast studio. Yeah. And it'll be a great way to cap off the summer. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's basically, that's the last day of the summer, no? In September? End of September? That's the Canelo fight. September technically, 30. technically, by then, it's already fall season, but... Whatever. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, so... But it's covered to the end of the summer, you're right. So it'll be a great way to end the summer. You mm-hmm. were there. You were there on 4th of July with me, yeah. so you saw their, their mm-hmm. setup. Oh, fuck yeah. And I think it'll be a great addition, and oh, I think yeah. it'll be, be huge. It'll be huge. 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 So I'm not going to make an announcement yet, because I'm still working on the details with this, this, yeah, pod- of course. this yeah. podcast group, because it'd be including his guys. Oh, yeah. So it'd be including... Uh, him and two other guys, mm-hmm. and then of course you, yeah, and Gay probably. So probably, it'll probably. just be a it'll be a six man group basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, calling this Canelo fight if it comes out good. So if it does, I yeah. know the Canelo fight. Um, anything in between, if anything's important, will come up. I mean, I was gonna say Dylan White. Well, we'll talk about it right now, but 
but what your fight club is coming back it just we're not coming back this week this uh this weekend for the oh the postponement fight and the Ennis boots fight i, I just don't think again no nah, disrespect it's, it's, nah, no not worth it i'm sorry it's just like not worth the production the the setup to do this fact to do this whole thing for you guys yeah we no. do apologize so no exactly I, sorry folks that was our that was a little 12 minute little yeah. explanation sort of <laughs> recapping what happened to Virgil Ortiz so B-Ray um, what else what else was on, Whoa, on the list uh, we, what, what's happened also too uh, lately uh, so Sir Kurt Stevenson has stated that Devin Haney's offered him a 75-25 split to the fight but he rejected it he says I don't think I'm the A side I just know my worth and 25% ain't it I I didn't turn down I didn't turn down the fight. He goes, that was supposed to be the first offer. Haven't heard nothing since, and they've been going back and forth with uh, David Haney. Kept saying that this is the most you know probably what you're making here with a fight with me is the more you've I don't know you've made in the last three fights. I think he said. Yeah, he said in three fights, twenty five. You've made what you're making here in one fight. It took you three fights. There to we get, go. Three so. fights to get. Um. So back and forth with these uh, these two. Shakur fellas like Shakur, you know. He feels like, no, I think a little bit more. 25 is a little low. I see 30, but at the same time, I hear I understand where people are saying that Devin Haney took a little bit of money to fight Cambosa the first time. He did. So why can't Shakur take it? Um, but I, thought, I was talking to Gabe about it. Let's be honest here. Should, uh, Devin Haney is not a ticket seller. He doesn't push the needles mm. when it comes to ratings or pay per view, and before but he doesn't push anything. Just be honest, yeah, he doesn't not, push. Not really. He doesn't push the he doesn't push the barometer. No. Like you know, you ask, you tell people Devin Haney, it's like this: the barometer barely moves. Chris Madison, I think he even said he's just not a marquee fighter. He's the day exactly. He said that. to me, he's the modern day Bernard Hopkins yeah. in the early nineties, where he had no choice but the butt Hopkins on. <laughs> Because for some reason, HBO, <laughs> for some reason, Roy was very generous to get uh, Bernard Hopkins in the co-main event on a yeah. double HBO header. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you really think HBO really wanted to have Bernard Hopkins on the telecast? Probably, probably not, but no. Roy probably convinced him. Like, yeah, come on, man. Give my boy a, give my boy a co-main event deal, man. You know, I'm going to be on Pensacola and he's going to be in Philly, man. Double header. If anybody remembers back in the day, Bernard Hopkins was not liked by the networks. Not really, man. Like, Oof. All his fights were not fan friendly fights. No, they were not. So Larry Merchant, though, you know, gave him some shit oh, about it. And then when he, even if he did see Bernard, Bernard was very, very adamant to show that you guys don't like me. You guys, you guys are forced. <laughs> you guys are forced to put me <laughs> on TV. <laughs> so Haney is in that. Is in that. And, and when I say he's Bernard, I'm not saying he's physically Bernard Hopkins. No, no. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the way that the fans react to him is the same way they react to Bernard in, in the nineties. In the nineties, yep. early later on, people actually yep. liked B Hop. Exactly, yeah, and I totally agree. He doesn't really move the the needle, so that's the problem with him. Well, Shakur, I feel does move the needles. He sells out. His, he sells out jersey. Mm-hmm. He's in from Newark. He sells out. Yeah, he sells. He moves. He moves. Compared to him, he moves just a little. He moves more. units. He moves yeah. tickets. He's a ticket seller. He's a ticket seller if you market him in the right place. I'll say this. Let me put my promoter's hat on. Bill Haney. If you're listening, because I heard, I know you, from what I heard, you listen to a lot of podcasts that talk bad about your son or good things about your son. If you hear this right now or anybody in your team listens, this is what I would do, Bill. Reoffer him a 70 30 split. 70 30 is fair. Don't put the fight in Vegas. Don't put the fight in New York. Put it in Atlanta. Mm. Smack down in the middle. You'll sell. You'll move, both of you will move tickets in Atlanta. Mm hmm. You saw what Tank did with Mario Barrios. Yeah, and that I was about to say, it did take place uh, in the ATL. 
I say move it there. Mm-hmm. Because Shakur is not a seller in, in in Vegas because he's not. No, he's not. Nope. Devin Haney's not a seller anywhere. No. <laughs> Let's be honest about that. Not but Shakur, really. but Shakur sells in the East Coast. Move it down south to the Atlanta. I yeah. think I think you have a good market for both your fighters. ESPN would actually make good money off of this, and you're probably looking at a hundred thousand buys on pay per view for this fight. Because most likely this face this is taking place. Yeah. On, oh, for sure. On on uh, on that. But secondly, Shakur has a promoter. You notice that? What have I said before? And I'll rep- and I'll ask you because you know you you've been my co-host for a good number of years. What have I said about boxing negotiations? Oh my god! <laughs> you don't negotiate in public. Don't fucking negotiate in public. So when I hear this, I don't even think it was a contract set. I think it was Bill Haney or Devin that mm-hmm. texted him, "Hey man, seventy five thirty five, seventy thirty five," and he's like, "Nah, all right, cool." <laughs> Shakur is still promoted by Top Rank. Shouldn't that offer go to Top Rank first, and then Top Rank tells him, "Hey, this is the offer we got from yeah. Haney's camp." No word from Top Rank to confirm or deny this. High, this was an actual offer being made. So, I mean, it's a good. I mean, um, look at some of the example. I mean, the one I can think of, uh, just this recent one right here, man. Aaron, Aaron Spence and Terrence Crawford, right? When they made that, when they made the announcement, did you hear very much of negotiations going on? Fuck no. It was quiet. It was too quiet. Floyd, Floyd and Manny. In the beginning, oh, shit. They were really negotiating in public. They were negotiating in public, and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but the last couple months, right, a bef- couple months before the got fight quiet. got announced, it got real quiet. Even Dan Renfrew even said it. It's quiet. Too quiet. They're cooking up something. That's what I'm saying. There's never been a fight that's been negotiated in public. Never. Except for Tank versus Ryan, that actually was taking place in. Fuck, that is pretty true. That's the only one that actually like actually got pushed because of because both guys were talking shit in public. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But it, it, Other than that, there's yeah, a one off exactly. But here, if you notice, Top Rank has not been confirming or denying there've been any offers made. Nope. Do I think that that's the fight they want to make next? I think so. Oh, well, for sure. And I think if they don't get the Shakur fight. Um, but if they can't secure Shakur Devin, I think you'll see Shakur versus Loma. A rematch? No, no. Oh, I'm sorry, Shakur. Yeah. I'm sorry, Shakur. Oh yeah, I don't Lomachenko. think they're gonna get Devin Haney Loma. No, exactly. No. no, there we go. But, um, no, I think that's what that, happens next. Be pretty but I think, come on, seventy-five, thirty, twenty-five. I get where people are going. It's a little bit of money. I think, like I just mentioned on both sides, I think Shakur does push does push mm-hmm. on a meter. Devin doesn't. But at the same time, if you want to be great, sometimes you got to take a little bit of yeah. You got to eat shit first. I mean, Floyd took took less money. He bent over for the negotiations when it came down to the ring, the ring size, the gloves. Oh yeah, you know, knowing that he believed in his talents. Devin Haney did the same thing. He said, "Okay, cool, I'll fight you." Okay, left for less money. Got it. Cool. You want me to go to Australia? Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. I'll go out there and beat your ass. And he did it. So sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes eagles stand in the way. And, and in this situation, I mean. Um, I really can't speak too much of it because it's just being taken place in a, in a public forum. Yeah. But if I'm Shakur Stevenson, I'd come, I, I don't want to wait for a counteroffer. I think they made you the offer. You counter back what you're offering. If they say no, then you move on. Yeah. There's no point of you guys holding your careers hostage to fight each other. If, sooner or later, you guys are going to do it. No. Yeah, of course. And I and I think it, it, at this moment, it, it favors Shakur if it doesn't happen right now. Hmm. Because at this moment, all the chips, everything holds, everything's on, on Devin Haney. Devin Haney, and I don't know how long he can say that division. We'll see, Ryan. We'll see. I don't we'll think see. He'll, I don't think he'll say. I think if he can't secure, 
I think if he can't secure a tank fight and a Shakur fight, he moves up. Oh, for sure. There's nothing for him left there. So he moves up after this. I don't think he's going to stay. No, I don't think so. He, 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 I think that's a good idea because if he fights any of the two, especially Tank, um, he's in trouble. Devin's in trouble. Mm-hmm. I think so. Devin's in trouble. I agree. Um, Jake Paul had comments about the heavyweight division. What's up? Shoot him. He says the heavyweight division, heavyweight divisions in shambles, he goes. It's the only division not stepping up and making big fights. We're not getting Fury versus AJ, Fury versus Usyk, AJ versus Wilder. Wilder versus Ruiz. What are these guys doing? He he says, you get paid to fight. So stop ducking each other. That's what he says. So he's basically just calling him out saying, oh, a bunch of pussies. He goes, you're not fighting each other. He's not wrong. I'm not going to lie. He's not wrong. There's a lot of fights that should be made right now in the heavyweight division. They're not. Um, take it with a grain of salt from Eddie Hearn. But, I mean, I think it's on your notes. But Wilder, Joshua's probably signed, sealed, and almost delivered. Um, Fury is holding the, the is apparently holding the division hostage. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, well, and I think it's on your I think it's on your list. You six fighting uh, at least a top ten heavyweight uh, contender. It yeah. happens. It happens. I think you got two champions, the best fighting the best. The, the fact that these guys want the belt, one guy has a mandatory title defense and the other one is holding the division hostage for, I don't know what, for both, for outrageous demands against anybody. <laughs> I think anybody, I think he, if he were to, if Fury, I'm talking about Fury here. If Fury were to open negotiations with uh, Anthony Joshua again, it'd be ridiculous fucking, ridiculous demands. Yeah. Really I would. even think he'd make ridiculous demands against Deontay Wilder, too. I think with anybody. I think with any, any big name. Any big name he makes it difficult with. I'm starting to, I'm starting to witness that. I think anybody he feels makes a de- may, uh, will make a dent yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or somewhat threaten his undefeated, this aura of invincibility that he thinks he's built. I don't think with Wilder. I think with Wilder, he's very confident that he'll be like, oh, I'll give, okay, whatever, I'll fight you. Yeah. I'll fight you. <laughs> it's an easy fight for me. Yeah. But I think uh, you're starting to see the games he's played with Joshua Nusig, and I think those are the, the fights that he kind of thinks, okay, those might be the tough fights, so I'm going to make it as hard as possible to get these fights made. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then, um, and of course, I got the I got the the boxing media loving me mm-hmm. it just happened that the, this this last time the boxing media didn't love you for what you <laughs> just re- did not really it kind of backfired on you now you look ridiculous yep. and now you look you know you got your belt and your dick in your hand so <laughs> that's basically what it is yeah got it. <laughs> and yeah they did announce that uh, I think it was like what was it yeah, well, I don't know Yesterday, Ulysses Uzik will defend his belts against Triple uh, D. <laughs> Triple D. <laughs> Daniel Dynamite Dubai. <laughs> August 26th in, uh, in Poland, it says. Depending on the time, we might do, we might do a little thing. Do, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Dubois. <laughs> Daniel Triple D. Dubois, Triple D. <laughs> I'll say this. If, if we do it, I will announce why. <laughs> you know why? Why not, right? Well, now why we we laugh? Why B Ray laughs at the name Triple D? No diners dive and dash. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, that's uh, but yes, uh, so Uzik has an opponent, which is the mandatory. Sadly. He's mandatory. a mandatory. He's a mandatory. Not fear about to say, but no, yeah, it's a mandatory. It's a mandatory. See what does this say? Hold on, I want to say this real quick. Uh-huh. Daniel Dubois is promoted by Frank Warren. Yes, Frank Warren promotes the reigning. 
defending WBC champ yeah. Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. <laughs> yeah. The lineal champion. He's not lineal. <laughs> he keeps calling himself that. He's not lineal. He's not lineal. He just stop, he needs to stop calling himself that. Usyk is now the lineal champ. Yes, he is. But and I think he's looking at it like, well, he never beat me, so I'm the lineal. I'm nah, sure that's how he's looking at the it. Consensus has spoken. <laughs> the consensus has spoken. The vote has been stricken. You are not. You are out. You are yeah. the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, again, easily negotiated with Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Just saying. I want to point I that know, out. Right? I want to point that's it so out. so true. Think about that. Exactly. Point it out. Seems like and, there was no issues there. And I bet you Tyson Fury, religious man, is praying to the boxing gods <laughs> and Danny Dubois lands a punch from the heavens yeah. and knocks out and then uh, Alexander Usyk becomes the unified because then he'll fight Danny Dubois. Oh, he would. Oh, yeah. He'll fight Danny Dubois and give him whatever he wants. Bet you he's praying to the boxing gods. Oh, I'm sure he is. He's I'm praying sure he to is. the gods. Another fight announced. Anthony Joshua will rematch against Dylan White in the heavyweight clash. That's actually a good August fight. 12. That's a and good fight. Old Torino in London. Yep. That's a good fight. I think that fight's a couple years too late. Yeah, people are kind of saying that. And, of course, people are saying, like, this might be a little interesting because, I mean, um, sorry, Joshua just has not been looking that good lately. Neither did Dylan White. Dylan White's yeah. last fight was against uh, Tyson Fury when he yeah. got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Both guys are coming off devastating losses. I mean, yeah, well, Joshua won his last fight, but... Everyone still has the memory. His two fights, losses back to back to Usyk, and they're and the behind their head, memory wise. Um, I think it's a good fight because you know what it is. You got two. You got two guys that know they win this. Well, one guy knows if he wins this, there's a mega fight waiting mm-hmm. on the other side, and if the other guy upsets that, he knows there's a mega fight waiting from as well <laughs> because you know that that if Joshua wins, most likely the rumor is Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, Wilder, Joshua. But I bet you anything, Hearns is probably talking to Wilder going, well, look, mate, this is a real tough fight for both guys. How about this? I can guarantee you Joshua, but in case Joshua loses, do you want fucking Dylan White? Yeah. And probably talking, he's probably talking to Saudis into like, but me, you know, okaying the fight, maybe restructuring the money wise, mm-hmm. but the money's not going to be the same worth, but still an action packed fight in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Thank you to the Saudi prince. Thank you. <laughs> Before you know, before we really get to that, I just wanted to bring out just I guess kind of interesting. Uh, that fight's gonna be, of course, in you know on pay per view over there in the UK. It's twenty seven euros. How much is twenty seven euros? I have no idea how much is here. I look it up. Good question, but I feel like it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty expensive here, in the US. So yeah. Well, if you have the zone, you're good. I think that I believe that's how it is. Yeah, you're right. And then of course here in America, you have to pay. It's twenty nine thirty nine. 27 euros. 30 bucks. 30 so, bucks for a pay-per-view. So here as well? or? Well, remember, they're both tied to the zone. So it's a the zone fight. Yeah, right? So you're yeah. good. Unless it's a the zone pay-per-view. It says the zone pay-per-view as they promote it. Okay, so that means they're going to charge us probably 40, more, probably right? 40, yeah. Fuck that. 40, 50 bucks. And I'm sorry. I, I, I'm canceling my subscription. I'm. Yeah. I wasn't announced on Way to Fight Club. This was going to be my last day with the zone. I'm canceling my subscription <laughs> to the zone. Wow. Canelo left. Ryan's on his way out. <laughs> Pretty much. Verge is not even fucking relevant at this moment. <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck's the point of having this and, shit? And then these cocksucker just rose their, uh, raised their price again. Yeah. There's no point. Which I heard a joke that's like a curse going on. <laughs> the zone curse. Shout out to Boston Eagle. The zone curse. So is it even worth having this fucking app? It's not really worth it. No. And Eddie Hearn is a clear. He says Andy Joshua versus Wilder is now locked in, he says, for December in Saudi Arabia. If AJ beats... You know, white. 
on August 12th. And, I, and if that's the, what he and, says. And if he loses the white, then I think white's the next in line. Yeah. For Wilder. That's another fight that people have been wanting to watch. Look, at the end of the day, Joshua White's a good fight. It's a real good fight. A lot of people are sleeping on it because, you know, because of what Anthony Johnson's last fight. People are sleeping on it because Dylan White got knocked out by Tyson Fury. They're both dangerous fighters. Yeah. The first fight was so good because they were both young, hungry, undefeated heavyweights. Yep. And because of that fight, AJ became AJ. Yeah. Now we're looking back, what, seven? It's almost, what, seven years later? The fight mm-hmm. took place in 2016, I think. Uh, oh, when he fought uh, Dylan White, he fought Dylan, Dylan White. White. I think it was 2016. I believe so. Yeah, so five years later, like, five six years later. Like, uh, oh shit, that was seven years. Seven years later, look where they're at in their careers. Mm-hmm. So this fight's a little bit more different. They're a little bit older. They don't move the same way. It makes for entertaining. When you have heavy, the funny thing in the heavyweight division, when you have those type of fights, they're a little bit more entertaining than they were the first time. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they're more, they're more um, seasoned. Yeah, right. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't sleep on that fight. I'll say that. Don't sleep on that fight, especially now with Derek James in, in the corner. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. a good fight. I think it's a good fight for Joshua. I think it's a real good fight for him. I think it's a real good test for Derek James to show how mm-hmm. much of a good trainer he is, and he's able to adapt and to see if Joshua's willing to learn anything from Derek mm-hmm. James. So we'll oh, see. for sure. And then the possible fight in Saudi Arabia. Thank you to the Saudi Prince. Yeah. Um. This the side of Prince is probably offering a shitload of money. Probably offering like eighty I'm million. Sure, a whole lot of fucking 40 money. Forty each, right? You're making, I, I, you're making bank over there. If you go over there, you make bank. Yeah, they fucking pay you very well. Oh hell yeah, it's, it's yeah, I think it's a. I think that's a fight for you, Tony Billu. I believe that's how I'm pronouncing. Yeah, it, right? former light heavyweight and cruiserweight champion of the cruiserweight world. Cruiserweight champion, yeah. right? Right. He was also in the Creed first Creed movie. Yes, he was uh, Creed Three, I believe, also too. Something no? Mickey Collins. Yeah, pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky Collins. <laughs> pretty Ricky Collins. Yeah. So him, he had comments about your, one of your favorites, it's Tyson Fury, and you, I don't know if you agree to him. He says, "I just want to see Tyson in the biggest fights. The guy is a once in a lifetime heavyweight. He's brilliant and amazing fighter. Don't let politics or egos ruin your legacy because at this rate, that's what's going to happen. You will be remembered as a guy who faced people two, or, two and three times each." That's what he said about Fury. I don't think he's a once in a lifetime fighter. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I think he, I think I've made it very clear that Tyson Fury is a very ordinary fighter who just happens to be that at two hundred and eighty something pounds, he moves like he moves pretty good. He moves like a welterweight. <laughs> <laughs> he moves better than Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> when I see Tyson, I think of Pacquiao. <laughs> When he moves his hands, I think I sugar right. <laughs> Bob, did you take medication? No. <laughs> um, that explains it. He's not some. He's not on a once. And the thing is about Tyson Fury. He's not. Take again. Strip away the size. Strip away the, the fully educated legs and fast hands. Uh-huh. He's just an ordinary fighter. An ordinary fighter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just think of Larry Richardson. Well, this. Ordinary fighter almost beat him up, <laughs> and yeah, this ordinary fighter dethroned the longest reigning heavyweight champ of the world, yeah. mm-hmm, and dethroned uh, and the the most devastating puncher in the last fifteen years. Yeah, yes, I agree with you. That ordinary fighter beat those guys up, <laughs> but guess what? That's all he has to himself. Yeah, that's all he has. That's all he has. 
So I'm sorry when I hear comments about, oh, he's... No, he's not. He beat up cruiserweights for his entire career. And his two-step-up fights, he did great. And we gave him we gave him his flowers. Yeah, I gave course. him I gave him his props. I was here when I gave him his props when he beat when he beat Wilder the second time, even though yeah, it was, even yeah. though it was in question. Oh yeah, I gave him his credit. I gave him his credit when he beat Wilder the third time. I gave him his credit even even reflecting back on the wild on the the uh, Vladimir Klitschko fight. I gave him his yeah. credit. But that's as far as I'm gonna go because that's that's all he has. That's all he has, Man. and I know some people. Are like, well, that's all he needs. No, that's <laughs> no, not all he that's needs. Not, that's not what when he you needs. have when you have other rivals, other contemporaries waiting for you. No, Ali didn't just bank on beating Joe Frazier or or uh, George Foreman. He beat Ernie Shavers. He beat Sonny mm-hmm. Liston. He beat go. all the great fighters in his division. Mike Tyson, say what you want about him. You know, oh, he was all hype. When he came down fighting the best, he lost. Fuck it, but he tried it. Yep. He fought Evander Holyfield. Yeah, years way before. He fought Evander way later than he should have fought him. He yeah. should have fought him after the Tokyo Dome incident, but he didn't. I he lost. Like, I believe 92 they were planning, I believe. There you go. And it didn't happen. He fought Lennox Lewis way past the expiration date, <sighs> but he tried it anyways. Yep. You know? Vladimir Klitschko was in an arrow that was, you know, which was still was still recovering from Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis leaving yep. it, but he still fought the best of his fucking era. Wasn't his fault, right? But he fought the best. But he yeah, fought right. the but the best fuck. opposition available to him. Yeah. Chris Bird, Samuel Peters, um, uh, fucking Lamont, well, Lamont Brewster, Brewster. There we go. I remember fucking him. Uh, Emmanuel Char, Pavekian, yeah, uh, Calvin Brock. You name it, beat these guys. Fought the best opposition available to him. You never heard the heavyweight champ come out with such outlandish bullshit. Not really, no. Never. Never. Never heard it. This guy here, because he beat Vladimir Klitschko because he dethroned the longest heavyweight champ, he gets a fucking pass? Big time. Because he Great did, white hope. <laughs> because he dethroned the one guy that... I'm sorry, I can probably pull up a bunch of comments from a lot of these haters that said that Deontay Wilder couldn't even beat nobody on a Sunday, twice on a Sunday. But for some reason, while Fury beats him, he's the greatest heavyweight champion of the world. Give me a fucking break. He's an ordinary fighter. He's not once in a lifetime. And the only thing I agree with Tony Bellew, he's letting his ego and politics get in the way of fighting the great fights. He could have fought Anthony Joshua. He could have got the super, the, the... the British super fight out of the way. He didn't. He bullshit his way out of that fight. He could have been fighting. He could have been fighting in August against fucking Usyk. He bullshit his way out of that one too. And I was gonna say that was the one fight he could have proven himself. And right you know there. what? He's, you know what he's gonna give us? Francis fucking Ngannou. Yeah, that is your fucking heavyweight, Gabe. That is your heavyweight champ right there. <laughs> While Anthony Josh was fighting Dylan White. Fucking Wilder's chasing Andy uh, Andy Andrew Ruiz, Ruiz. Yep. and Usyk is fucking challenging his fight. Is challenging his cont- uh, um, his contender. His, yeah, uh, his the more mandatory, contender. Right? His mandatory. Mandatory. Thank you. There we go. Your guy here thinks he fucking holds. He holds weight. He holds that he holds power in the division. No one gives a fuck about him. Everyone's moving along. <laughs> He's holding his belt and his dick in his hand. He's gonna go fight <laughs> former UFC heavyweight champ Francis and fucking Engano. Give me a break. That's the that's the once in a lifetime fighter. Yeah. That's the heavyweight everyone thinks is the once in a lifetime? That's what he called them. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. 
It's bullshit, man. You know it. No, no, it really is. I'm not fucking disagreeing. I'm just like shaking my head like, no, it's it, you're right on the money, man. And especially the Wilder part because I remember reading those comments. He ain't shit. He hasn't found anybody. He's nobody. And then when he beats him, the one the one thing I hear a lot is, well, he's a dangerous puncher. He got in the ring with a dangerous puncher and he got away with it. That's like the one thing they kept saying about when it comes to Wilder. He beat the most dangerous man with a with the most dangerous punch in the heavyweight division right now in this era. Good for you. And that's what they say. Like good well, for you. He fought a power. What up. else have you done? <laughs> what have I said about boxing? Not what you've done is what you've done lately. And for some reason, Tyson Fury gets a pass for what he's done lately, which is beat Wilder and beat Vladimir Klitschko. That's his only claim to fame. That was like. And then fighting Chisora like Eight ten years times. ago in November when he fought Klitschko, man. That's his claim to fame. That's like Joshua still claiming that I beat <laughs> Vladimir Klitschko. <laughs> yeah, holding my head up on that one, baby. <laughs> hey, you see that? I beat Vladimir. <laughs> beat Vladimir like five years ago, <laughs> I man. Like, I was like, yeah, five, six years ago. I beat him. I knocked him out. <laughs> I I retired him. <laughs> you don't hear that, do no, you? No, you know. You don't hear that. So don't give me a fucking break when it comes out. When I hear Tony Bellew or Carl Froch, all these fucking UK cocksuckers sucking this guy's dick. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, man. Be realistic. He hasn't fought it. His claim to fame is two fighters. That's it. Yeah. Other than that, it's a record of fighting cruiserweights. That he may move up to heavyweight. <laughs> and then fighting Derek Chisora for like the 20th time. <laughs> give me a fucking break, man. Give me a break. Me a break about this guy. Come on. Oh man. Don't over this. Right. Fucking over and this. And so far the, the last one. This is uh this was pretty big. Uh Canelo announced, man. His next fight, September 30th, against Jermel Charlo. Not Jermel Charlo, which we thought he was gonna fight. You know why though? No, why is that? Well, the long layoff, he's been off for two years. That I do know, yeah, it's okay. And he's having le- I think he's going through a divorce at the moment, legal issues. Oh, I don't know about that part. So he turned the fight down. Then the fight was offered to Jamal. Jamal. That's interesting. Original wow. supposed to be Jamal. Right? There we go. Original supposed to be Jamal. So people before they go, oh, Canelo picked the, the weak, picked the smaller one. No, he picked the he picked the guy that was closer to his weight. Yeah. He turned it down because, you know, he's going through legal issues. I think a divorce or something like that. And he was coming off a two-year I mean, layoff. Two years, right? That, that, yeah, I kind of knew that. So he was smart. He didn't just say, oh, I'm going to jump in. You know, he took it. He no. said no. He gave it to the other brother. And the other brother said, yeah. I I I, I, gotta, I gotta give him props. Fight. No, that's I said a good f- fight. I gotta give him props. He's moving up two, you know, two weight classes. But history sometimes history has shown us that that's not really a good move. No, you know, like when you move up, like you know, Kell Brook Triple G. Fuck, he went from what one forty seven to one sixty. Uh, Amir Khan versus Canelo. Yeah, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like you look at history, sometimes and Mikey Garcia for suspense jumped an entire division. There we go. Jumped one one whole division all over to beat to beat uh, to fight Spence. It works sometimes. It does. You know, Manny Pacquiao versus De La Hoya jumped one thirty five one forty seven to fight yeah. De La Hoya. Yep. It works sometimes. Ray Leonard versus Hagler. It works. It works on sometimes. But I think if it if always, uh, yeah. I think if you were to break down the 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 times that fighters have moved up. And skipped entire divisions mm-hmm. to get there. I bet you the win lo- the win loss category. It's more losses than wins. About yeah. And um, it's I mean, a good fight. It is. I mean, some people say yeah, he's you know he's a naturally bigger guy. He usually carries you know he, he's he's weighing around that 
Well, that's, I mean, normally, that was, but, but that again, was a, but that was the reason Kel Brook took the the fake Triple G because his walk around weight was one sixty. He goes, "Oh, I'll have a better time." Yeah, but you're taking a punch against a heavier guy. Yep, there's a difference. Yep, it's like when Canelo go, "Well, can I, I walk around like heavyweight?" Yeah, there's a difference though when you're fighting a full fledged like heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. You saw against Bivol, like yeah, that shit didn't work against him. Nope. And against Charlo, I mean, th- that fight is very entertaining. It's very entertaining because Charlo looked really good against Castaño. Fuck yeah, he did. And everyone's contributing. Like, look how good he looked against in that rematch. Imagine how he's going to look not having to weight train himself to 154 and have him having to naturally just make the 168-pound division, which we don't know if it's 168. So let's get that clear. That's the thing, too, I was going to mention. And then secondly, yeah. Canelo's last performance against Ryder <laughs> gives a lot of people the 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 the... The understanding that maybe Canelo's on his way down, right. and that Charlo might catch him here, and this might be more of a competitive fight than everyone thinks yeah. it is because you got Canelo not looking against good against Ryder, you got Charlo looking great against Castaño. Maybe this fight might become a classic, mm-hmm. or this fight might become a one-sided fight for one of these guys. So it, that's what makes the fight so interesting at the mm-hmm. moment because of that. Yeah, but we don't know that we don't know the, the specifics of the details. Is this fight taking place at 168? Is there a rehydration clause? Is there a catchweight? Maybe this fight's at 165. Who the fuck knows? We don't know until the details are out. Bet on paper, good fight. He's fighting the mm-hmm. better Charlo. Yeah, you know what? And it's funny you said that months ago. How about like, you know, that that, that would be a great fight. But of course, we were like, I don't think that would happen because he's at 154. But yeah, he's fighting the better Charlo. You're right. We don't know the weight class. Um, part of me f- hopes there is a catchweight. Because I would feel that would make it a little even. I you don't think so? I, I say no because if Charlo were to win, you got the Canelo fan base that would say that he fought a weight-drained Canelo. Ah, fuck what they think. <laughs> that you, you, put a, you put a blemish on the win. Mm-hmm. You put, and people won't, the boxing, the... Not like Charlo made that decision. If, I mean, I think you... You know, but I'm, just, I'm just saying. Yeah, think about that, folks. Because Canelo is the one that decides. So if there was a catchweight, Canelo basically made that decision, not Charlo. No, I, I get you. Yeah. I completely get you. You know, but that'll probably be the 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 one thing. If it's a catchweight, and Canelo loses. A lot of the Canelo but, fans would be like, "Oh well, yeah. if, if there was no catchweight, this wouldn't have happened." And da da da. Like, well, no, we don't know that. And but we, we don't know don't yet. Know. We, uh, no, maybe, we don't know. I, I doubt that Canelo's gonna give away. I doubt Canelo will be that generous and be like. I'll give. Let's make a catchweight. Let's be fair. I don't think so. No, I think it'll be like no, buddy. You want this belt? One yeah, one sixty eight. Now, if it if it's at one sixty eight, and he has enough time, like we're oh we yeah, just, we just started the month of July. This, yeah, this fight's being announced for September thirty. All the way to the end of September. He yeah. has enough time to hire a nutritionist. Oh yeah, I. You know what? I would hire. I would hire the guy that helped Roy Jones move up to heavyweight. Mackie Shieldstone. That mo- is he still alive? That motherfucker's still alive? I'd hire the guy. I'd hire him too. I would hire the guy that helped Bernard Hopkins move up to light heavyweight. Right. <laughs> I'd hire Mackie Shieldstone. I fucking agree, man. Mackie Shieldstone helped Leon Spinks move up to heavy from light heavyweight to heavyweight. Help Roy Jones to uh, light heavyweight heavyweight. Help Bernard Hopkins from middleweight to to light heavyweight. This guy is a fucking genius. I would hire Mackie Shieldstone. <laughs> you know what? I won't be surprised if he does get him. <laughs> and if there's no drug testing, I'd hire Alex Ariza. <laughs> That's what I would do, but I wouldn't be okay if it's one sixty eight. Uh, for right now, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlo doesn't even come in the full edge one sixty eight. I, I wouldn't even risk it. I would come in one sixty eight. You would come in one sixty eight. I would come with. I don't someone. know why. I would, why I would, do I feel he might come just a little lighter? You know, 
I think he comes at 168, but I think rehydration-wise, I think he balloons up, like, three pounds up. Like, I think he'll be, like, 170. Mm-hmm. Like, 171. He's not going to be, like, 80. Yeah. Canelo will probably be the heavier. Oh, yeah. Canelo, Canelo's the heavier puncher, the heavier guy. Charlo, like uh, like everyone has said, it, the, the, the general rule in boxing is the last thing to go is your power. I think he takes his power up there, but I don't think he's going to have the same devastating power he had at 154. I think he'll have enough power... To keep Canelo honest a little yeah. bit. But not enough to like, if I touch you, it's over. It's going to be more. And I think if Charlo can wrap his brain around that, knowing that the punches you land at 154, the impact that you yeah. made won't be the same at 168. If he can wrap his head around that from here to September, if he can mentally convince himself that, I think he... he's already won the fight in a way. Because then he's not going to... He's not going to be... Uh, disappointed when he lands a good yeah. punch and he goes, what the fuck? Why is he still standing? I landed this punch against Castaño. Castaño fucking fell on me. If he can wrap his head, if if if, if there's a psychological battle here, because training, you're going through so much. You're going not, not only are you training your body physically, but you're also training it mentally. Mm-hmm. If he can wrap his head around that, that'll be great. Because the biggest mistake a lot of fighters have when they move in ways thinking that the shit that they, they did in the lower they weight did, classes right. is going to yeah. happen. Yeah, no, you're right. He, he has to consider that. He has to think about that. So you have enough time. He has enough time. Oh, yeah. But I think he's fighting the best Charlo, technically. Oh, yeah. So it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Undisputed versus Undisputed, a good fight. Fuck yeah. And I'll be, and then both guys, top 10 pound-for-pound fighters. So this is, this is like basically the boxing gods have been giving us the best fights possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is the best fight. I don't care what people say. Oh, he's, he's picky. He's cherry picking. He should have fought Benavides and blah, blah, blah. Ladies and Benavides already has a fight. Yeah. He already had a fight. Which he that been, might be the second fight. Maybe. If Benavides gets past exactly. David uh, Durrell. or the three fight deal yeah. and he might be one of the three guys. Or he might fight Jamal. He might fight Jamal and then fight Jamal <laughs> and then fight Benavides. He might. You know what? He might. He might. Let me knock the both brothers out. <laughs> I mean, let me be the first guy to beat up two brothers back right. to back. <laughs> let me get the one in September. Let me get the other one in May. Right. That that might that might be on the contrary. Good. I think it's a good fight. I think so too. It'd be a good one. I we kind of figured Canelo was gonna go to PBC. Yeah, we we did mention that. We knew it. Yeah, we kind of figured. You know, when we announced the, the, when I he mean, announced the three fight deal. Right now, PBC has um, good fighters on them. Right now, so they're yeah. good. Oh, they're they're good for a while. I think they're good for a while. They're good for a good while right now. So we'll see what happens. And that we'll was see. it. And that was it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you guys are listening on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. It helps with the visibility. And make sure other people know what we're about. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a five-star rating. Again, leave a comment as well if you can. It helps with the visibility of tonight's episode. It keeps the lights on, even though we have the lights off right now because it's kind of hot. But it keeps the lights on here. Um, don't forget to tune in to a new episode of the Ram Lackaholics, episode 257. It's called uh, it's, uh, I'm Getting By, Volume 2. We got a new mixtape, and uh, the topics of this mixtape will be hilarious, so tune into that one. A new episode of I Need a Freak Podcast is out right now. And a new episode of Geek In, Geek Out will be out next week as uh, the boys are back in town. Um, stickers still haven't been mailed out. I've been fucking up. I know. I've been fucking up. I'm going to mail them out. I'm going to mail them out. I got nothing to do Saturday. I'm going to use Brian to help me. Uh, lick the stamps, lick the envelopes. So when you open up, and if it ta- if it smells like ass, it's Brian's breath. So you know what's up. No, seriously, I'm gonna probably have you help me bail some shit out for me. And um, enjoy your weekend. Drink responsibly because I never do. Beer, anything else you want to add? No, thank you. Thank you for listening, and 
you know, can we do this again? Cool, we have. Oh. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.